just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm joined by two people that join me often, nearly all the time. It is Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. We join him all the time. The three of us are joint, always. All the time. Oh, imagine if we were conjoined twins. What do we... Triplets. Three of us. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to... Twins but three. How about the time you asked if identical twins were always identical? We've had I several mean, people tweet in saying that there are instances where they are not. Most of them were medical anomalies. Sure. Anyway. Medic, yes, we are conjoined triplets. We are, Matthew. You're on my left hand. You're my left hand man. You are my left hand. I don't have a left side. What He's waving with his left. So I'm on the right. That's useless. I can't do anything with my right hand. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying for you, isn't it? To yeah. be left-handed. And I'm, I'm left hand. I'm right-handed. I'm we, left-handed. We should swap. We should swap you and I. That means I've, I've got no sort of. hands. Cause I'm in the middle. Yeah. <coughs> but you do have torso and yeah, head. You're all torso. I've got two nipples. Wait, are we just arms to you then? Yeah, are we your arms? Yeah, my arms are, we, are nicknamed Jess and Matt. Are That's we your so wings? You're my wingman. That's beautiful. Anyway, sorry that I started a weird tangent there. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <coughs> Is it me you're looking for? Yes. Ah, oh, hey, what's up? Finally answered that age-old question. <laughs> the answer was Jess. Matt, uh, drinking from a bit of... What's it, what's it called again, that fizzy thing? Uh, liquid. <laughs> Fuck you. Soda water. Soda stream. Soda stream. No plugs, please. Still don't know. <laughs> Is there other brands of Soda Stream? No. That's, that's the, brand. the brand. You that's... don't understand it, do you? It's just No. Okay. It's just fizzy water with flavouring. Yeah. How is that popular? <laughs> that's better. Yeah, that see, I brought up the brand only to tear it down. Mm, got him. I'm gonna bring down this show from the inside. 
Episode 67. Two off our favourite comedy number. Yeah, we're waiting for it. It's going to be a big one. We're waiting for that. 65. That's right. We yeah, are two we beyond our favourite number. And we, it was so good. We didn't do a shout out. We didn't realise at the time that we'd done 65. <laughs> we can make up for it now. <laughs> hey, uh, I was on a podcast recently. This is a, a super delayed plug, but uh, it was really fun. And I was in this very bloody pod studio. Are you talking about episode 66? Yes. Last week's. It was. Really good, Jack right? the Ripper. Jack the Ripper was a bloody ripper. A lot of fun. A lot of ripping. People have said of it abdomens. was a ripper. It was gross. But I was also on a friend's podcast in here a few weeks ago, um, two in the think tank. You should listen to it, Dave. Just have a go. It's a, it's a lot of fun, that show. Two friends of ours, Andy and Al. Mm-hmm. Pitch uh, sketch ideas. And Matt, you're invited. Do you, do you remember any of the titles of the sketches you were pitching? No, I mean, it, 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 fuck, it's a fast show. You're sitting there and they're, they've already come up with stuff. It sort of just starts happening without you even realising it. And wow. There's, there's sketches in front. It's hard to keep up with those guys. Is that what comedy's like? Fast brains. To witness comedy. Yeah. Oh, you don't get that here. No, you certainly no. don't get it here. No, no, no. They were, they were making stuff. What? Yeah. All we're doing is teaching stuff. Yeah. We're and teachers. learning valuable life lessons those along the way. Those who can't do, teach. Mm-hmm. And those who can't teach, teach Jim. <laughs> Thank you. School of Rock, Jack yes. Black. Great movie. <laughs> Who's Jim? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good response. I would have brought Jack Black down. You shut that bastard down. <laughs> Jim teaches, I'm with you. Went through a real phase of watching that movie a lot. Really? Yeah. Like recently? Like No, no, no. Ten years ago. It's a TV show as well, right? Is it? No, so. it's not. Or maybe? Maybe it isn't. I think you're wrong. Okay, great. Good try, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> maybe now, it is. I don't know. Now, pipe down. <laughs> For the rest of the episode, you're banned from talking. Dave, turn his microphone off. All right, it's off. Great. Matt, try and talk. Got Thank him. You. <laughs> Matt, we're just kidding, Matt. We didn't turn it off. Right, your mic's back on, Matt. Matt. Fuck you. What? Oh, okay. Thank you. Very good. Very <laughs> funny stuff. You're a piece of shit. And you're a piece of shit. Are you wow. talking to the listener? Yes. Oh, right. Just want to make that clear. I was, gonna, I was going through them all one by one. God. You keep going then because there's so many. There's more than three. There's definitely more than three. And you're a piece of shit. That's all of them. There's four. There's four of them. There's four listeners. It's only the third time I've said it. but I okay. remember um, Lena and Woodley started a... Their a, listeners. They're listeners. They're pieces of shit. Um, they started some sort of set. I feel like it might have been at Carol's by Candlelight or Carol's in the Domain or something like that. This is many some years sort ago. Of, some sort of Carol's. Some sort of, picture anyone good being on those shows. Some sort of light. Well, I don't remember what it was. But it was like an outdoor thing. Anyway, but they were just, I remember Lena going, Apart hello, g'day, hi, hello, g'day, hello, 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 hi, hi there. And he just he kept saying hi. And then he's like, sorry, I'm just going to get through all of you. Hello, hello, g'day, hello. It was great. Very funny. Do you reckon he actually, he committed? A hundred percent. Got everyone. You must, Dave. You must. You, you must. must always commit. Murder. <laughs> if you Jack the Ripper. But I've, I'm hoping that this week there's. We've had the last three episodes. I've been the only one to not do a murder topic. Yeah. So maybe we could steer away from murder this week. I don't know because yes, you're going to be doing the report this and week. You know I love a murder. You love uh, a murder. Love... We're we doing another murder. We're not doing another murder. Don't worry, boys. Jess, Just is it gonna, down. Jess is going to bloody murder this. Yeah, I'm going to murder this report. I'm in gonna, a good in way? In a good way. I'm going to murder your way. brains. In a, in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> like you're going to... You're going to be brain dead yeah, in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> you're going to need years of life support. 
in a in a good, in a good way. way. Yeah. Yeah. So this this week, um, because we have uh, I don't know how you want to explain it, Dave, but we have the the golden hat in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. We do have the golden hat through uh, if people support us through Patreon, which keeps the show going. We appreciate that a lot. Mm. Uh, there's a certain tier of uh, if you pledge a certain amount per month. You, your suggestions for Matt's hat go into the golden hat, which is, I imagine, a section of your hat, Matt. It's just covered in gold. I, th- I thought it was your hat, Dave. I do wear a golden hat, and that could be confusing. Because they're golden tonsils? Is that why? Matt, is that what you were thinking? Matt? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. Just how I always pictured it. It would have worked, though. So these topics, if you pledge a certain amount, go into the golden hat, which means we must do the topic, as long as there's enough information on it. You can't just be like, do a thing on my dog, though, which... Would be fun. If you, <laughs> be if you fun. gave us the enough information, we could we, do your dog. We, do topic. we could do your dog. And then we could start the report. <laughs> it's all research, Jess. It's all research. <laughs> um, but you, we, Matt and I have done uh, some golden hat topics so far. Mm-hmm. Jess, mm-hmm. you're yet to step up to the plate. Well. The golden plate. The go- <laughs> stepped up to the silver plate. So this is a golden plated episode. It is. Yeah. 100% carrot gold. This is my first, uh, my first golden hat Topic and it was also not that we want to set the precedent that you can do this, but it was also specifically requested that I do this topic. I'm not entirely sure why, but it's for me to do. Yeah, it's not, not you, pesky boys. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if that's in the rules, but you you can definitely suggest it. Yeah, we can't. And is that a compliment to Jess or an, an offence to Matt and I? That's what I want to know. I took it as an offence to Jess, going like, um, oh sure. Here's, uh, Here's a topic. <laughs> and I want to hear you talk about it because I don't like hearing you do reports. And I hate myself. <laughs> that's, what I, that's how I read it. Wow, okay. That's a, you read a lot into a sentence. It's strange. But okay, that's fine. So yeah, this, um, this topic has been suggested by our good friend and original listener from the, from the get-go. Lovely. All the way back from episode 65, that great episode <laughs> we talked about earlier. Uh, this is a topic suggested by Cecil Hops, who has been there from day one. Big and, and I believe he is a rabbit. He's a rabbit. He's a cartoon rabbit. He's a cartoon rabbit. For all intents and purposes. Um, what is that? So my, I'll start with a question, and you know my questions have been getting better and better recently. So um, Do we know that, Matt? They're, they're, I was being facetious. They've been really bad. We don't know that, Matt. We do know that from like my last six reports, I think. Do you reckon you're, get, you're getting worse at questions? Just the questions. I think my reports are fine. Yeah, your reports are being... How about your hashtags? You I'm to... trying to remember if I know what Cecil suggested, because I reckon I might have seen this. But it maybe I'll be a, I'll, your question will... What do you ring trigger, some bells? Trigger, trigger your memory. Trigger some bells. Trigger some bells. Uh, so I'll start with this question then. What is? <laughs> and note that I am looking at my notes, but I don't have a question written down. Uh, what is the most popular equestrian-based television series? Oh, oh now Saddle I'm thinking. Club. Yeah, I was thinking of Saddle Club, the Melbourne Cup. Televised tele- once a year. It's not really a series, though, is it? It's sort of a once special a year for a hundred years. The Melbourne event. Cup Carnival. That's not a series. No. It's a mini series. Horsing around with Jeff. Bojack that's... Horseman. Oh my god! Actually, oh. that's great, and it's animated. Yeah, okay, good one. But no, it's an animated series aimed for children. Horses and whores. No, not Dave. Is that a real thing? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I'm... Neither is horsing around with Jeff. <laughs> I'm just having a guess. Horses and whores, though. Horsing is around is real. No, Horsing's it's not. Around. Horsing around is the show that he's on in BoJack Horseman. 
Right. Wasn't I thought they, they, they made, I thought they made it made an episode of it. Maybe they didn't. Oh, I think they made that a was Christmas cool. special. Yeah. I think they did. Oh, I don't know anymore. What I'm about sorry. uh you tell us? Yeah. Uh Oh, it's um I know cuz it's bloody this guy. It will be Come on. Oh, Come on. I'm keeping my head saying paddle pops, but no. that's not right. Little oh, my little, little pony, pony club. My little pony club. Just my little pony. My Is the club pony. part of it? There's no club. No. Are you thinking of Saddle Club? Clubbing. That Australian series from the late 90s, early 2000s. No, I think about clubbing My Little Ponies. <laughs> oh, God. Going clubbing with My Little Ponies. <laughs> Do they like to go clubbing? I reckon they would. Okay, right. Well, um, More than baby seals. Cecil's actual suggestion is the Derpy Hooves controversy, which is just one part. Oh, that very famous controversy. That famous controversy. Um <laughs> That we all know about, obviously. But, but do we even need to talk about it so far? No. So, I mean, that's the end of the podcast. Oh. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you tweet to us. <laughs> it's, it's one part of a story, but I thought I'd give you some background, if I may, if that's okay with you. I, look, to be honest, I probably need a little background. Do you? Do you reckon? Because Matt, Matt's too old to know, but I, I know no, because I'm an perfect, expert on this Perfect topic. time for Matt, actually. Oh, is this like a 90s... No, it's more like a, a 1740s kind of thing. So oh, hang on. Got him, he's old. Yeah, you're an old man. You're, you're an old man. You're Captain Cook's dad. You're gross. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're gross. <laughs> Jess, Jess seemed to think that all of a sudden the floor was open for truth. Yeah, and th- it, I thought... That's not what was happening, Dave, Jess. didn't we say we were having that intervention with him today? About yeah, him I backed gross? out. You do this every time. I know. I can't. Matt, when are we having that intervention for Dave backing out all the time? Because we said we we're going to do that this I week. I think we should do it this week. No, back out like I would. I'm not gross. I shampooed and conditioned today. Your beard? Both. My beard and my head. Do you do them at the same time or do you yes. do one and the other? Oh, you must. You must. Oh, Dave. you must. Oh, you must. The same all. time. Yeah. He said that It's unconventional, recently. but it's, it gets the Yeah, I thought hard. I'd probably go one then the other. What do you mean? You'd alternate. No, oh, like you mean like he's literally rinse. washing at the same? Yeah, like rinse the hair. Oh before no, I... yeah, sorry, yeah, I do one than the other. All right, hair then beard, please. Please, he's not an animal. Well, that's because of gravity. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good thinking. Yeah, bringing science to the podcast. Sometimes you're very clever. Thank you. And other times you're real dumb. Um, Much like the identical twins controversy <laughs> of the My Little Pony story. Controversy. So uh, I will give you a little bit of background. So My Little Pony is an entertainment franchise developed by Hasbro, um, which is marketed primarily to girls. The first toys... Sorry, uh, children girls, is that Children girls. Is that... Yeah, not not ladies. Right. Girls, little girls. Um, Now, the first toys were produced in 1981, and the ponies featured colourful bodies, manes, and a unique symbol on one or both sides of their flanks. Um, In the more recent um, incarnations of the series, these are referred to as... Cutie marks. Cutie marks. So they've all got like different things on their butts. I don't, cutie I don't think marks. I like that at all. It's kind of like how Care Bears had different things on their tummies. So they all have a tramp stamp. They've all got yeah. tramp stamps. I was going to say, they've changed their wording. Yeah. Cutie marks. When I grew up, they were tramp stamps. What tramp stamp does your My Little Pony have? Yeah. Your My Little Pony? My Your Little Pony. <laughs> Mine's got a butterfly pooing on a dolphin. <laughs> Beautiful. It's Beautiful. <laughs> That's not a tramp stamp. That's a cutie mark. Oh, sorry. Do butterflies poo? Well, they oh must, but how? Oh, you must. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must. To not poo is to not live, <laughs> as Descartes once said. 
anyway, um, so yeah, they've all got cutie marks on their butts. So um, it is on their butt. So you said flank, flank, but that's a nice word for butt, is it? It's like their back, but like their like their hip. If a horse had the like ho- a hip. horse's ass, the horse's ass, but not right around the butt, like next to the next to the tail, just slightly around to one side, like a hip, like where I'm pointing on my own body right, now. Right, and what kind of hip. right? What yeah. kind of marks are they? Are they got uh, like some will have like a rainbow, some have bubbles on them, some might have stars. They're pretty much the care bears, right? They're like care bears. Well, what were ponies. Care Bears? I don't know Care Bears. Care Bears? Were like, I know what they are, they but like I don't know. They were like bears who had cutie marks on their flanks. Tummies. Tummies. They're on their Tramp little on their guts. Yeah. <laughs> they got a gut butt. Gut butt. A gut. Gut stamps. Gut stamps. <laughs> guts is fun. Anyway. Um, so now, following the original My Pretty Pony toy, which was introduced in 1981, My Little Pony was launched in 83. So what was the first one in 81? Uh, my pretty pony, just oh. a toy, just started as a toy. But they were they were full full, full size. size. <laughs> they did not sell well. It was very difficult to get them into your home. Yeah, yeah. it's really full really. Once your kid grew out of it, and also kind of inhumane to dye them different colours and tattoo the their flanks. Oh, they were also real. Ponies. They were real ponies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they were glued. not only real size, but they were real real ponies. ponies. Just so a pony. Were they glued to a base? Oh, obviously. So yeah. you could wheel them. You could wheel them around. Yeah. <laughs> and their mouths were glued shut. Oh. I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> But no, give us another pat. That sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, love Check out my cutie. Still love a pat. Patootie. Cutie patootie. <laughs> um, so My Little Pony was launched in 83 and the line became really, really popular that because, decade. Because they're smaller. Than yeah, a well, it's just like, it was just a different range. Different range of toys. Well, whereas one person used to buy one for a dollar, now they could, in that same amount of space, fit a hundred. And so they sold a hundred times better. Right. So they were originally selling a full-size horse for one dollar. <laughs> yeah, it was very cheap. Wow, that is cheap. They almost went out of business till they made that big change to make them little. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, <laughs> they're profiting like crazy. Yeah, they don't have to. Glue how them. much? How much were they charging now? Still a dollar. Wow, but yeah. for the little ones. Yeah, they were making a hundred times the profit. Goodness gracious! And they didn't have to like do weird shit. Gl- to, gluing yeah, stuff they to were making toys pain. instead. That's interesting. Mm. They initially tried actually, to shrink down the, didn't the read that, so actual it's... ponies, but... Yeah, um, wow. Science wouldn't allow it. No, yeah, they had some real issues. They exploded them, mm. accidentally. They killed a lot of ponies. Oh, no. They, they weren't shrink rays, they were guns. And I... it took them, like, hundreds of goes before they gave up on it. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, I can admire their persistence, I suppose, perseverance. They killed a lot of ponies. Yeah. Got a lot of pony blood on their hooves. Okay. <laughs> the people also had hooves. Scientists, their first experiment was to put hooves on people's hands. Yeah. It was a it was a messed up time in the 80s, but you know, we got through it. Hey, but suddenly there's little dollar ponies. Everyone's happy. Everyone's okay. We forget about the hundreds of dead ponies. And hundreds of men with hooves for hands. And wasted bullets. Clippity-clop. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the original toy line, the My Little Pony toys, they ran from about 83 to 95, um, 92 in the US, actually. They kind of got over it a bit earlier. <laughs> um, it inspired animated specials, an animated feature-length film, and animated TV series. Um, My Little Pony has actually been revamped at least four times with new and more modern looks to appeal to a new market, so they update what the, the ponies look so like. So they're like tramp stamps in 3D or something. Yeah, they're kind of jazzing it up a bit. You know, like, they, like they're cool and more progressive. Um, How do you make a pony progressive? I don't know, Dave. I'm pretending to care. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I think it's all very interesting. Um, 
<laughs> so the most current series is the fourth generation. It's called My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Fact. That is a fact. That, that is, is beautiful. Fact. And that's very progressive because the original ponies weren't friends at all and they often murdered each other. Yeah, clopped each other to death. Yeah. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop. Do you know how long, it, how long it takes to clop a pony to death? How long? Six hours. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Every time. It's one of these weird things from, from nature. They it's keep thinking they're going to get better at it and they don't. Yeah. It's very frustrating. At 5 hours 59, you think the horse, the horse is going to pull through. One more clop, that thing's gone. Wow. That is sick. Yeah. No, it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Well, friendship is magic. Friendship mm-hmm. is magic, as um, we say on the podcast. <laughs> so, Friendship is Magic is an animated television series produced by Hasbro Studios, um, and the series premiered on October 10, 2010 on The Hub, which is an American television channel partly owned by Hasbro. Um, so, this version was created by Lauren Faust, who was a fan in her youth and invented her own adventure stories for the toys in place of the original show's stereotypical girly stories. Right, so like earlier generations were quite like girly, like, yeah, stereotypical girly stories, like that sentence just said. Um, Give us an example, Joe. <laughs> I don't know. What's, an, what's a stereotypical, even if it's not from, from the canon? So stereotypical. What, yeah, what's a stereotypical girly um, Probably story? just like there'd be a bully, a mean pony picking on the nerdy pony. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the nerdy pony only has a couple of friends, but those friends kind of rally around her and help her overcome the bully and then it turns out the bully's actually just kind of jealous because her parents are getting a divorce so then the, the like the bully pony no the nerdy pony like takes pity on her and so invites her to a slumber party and then she comes over to the slumber party and originally she's like ugh I'm too cool for a slumber party but then they actually start to have a little bit of fun and she finally lets her guard down and she's like guys I'm sorry that I've been so mean to you I, I'm hoping we can all be friends and then they're all friends that, that is so girly. Wow. Yuck. That was so girly, I like zoned out because I was like, if I listen oh, to this, I'll become periods. a girl. They yeah. all sync up and get so their periods the, at the thing, same time. There it is. The girly element. Yeah. I will wager that that's much more entertaining than anything My Little Pony has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> My story that I just Your story, <laughs> way, way better. Was your story Mean Girls? Mean Ponies? Mean Ponies. Mean Ponies. Uh, so I, the, well, I guess in a way, yeah. The fifth generation. In a way, we all are, aren't we? Aren't we? Mean Girls. In a way. Mm. Aren't we all responsible for Mean Girls? Hmm? Mainly Liz Lemon, but... Yeah. <laughs> Do you mean That's the, not a real name. Tina Fey. <laughs> Tina Fey, fuck. Mainly Liz Lemon. Um, anyway, so, so she had, like, in her youth, she'd sort of made up stories that weren't quite as stereotypical and and when she became responsible for this show she endeavoured to design her own version of the franchise to address those concerns like about it being too girly or too stereotypical so her series is actually acclaimed for its sophisticated writing and nuanced characters is that true that's true apparently it's i mean i've not seen it but people are mad for it and it's kind of it's pretty interesting so you didn't watch the emmys that year obviously yeah, they sweeped the Clean Emmys. sweep. Every single award. It's just the nuanced Even the live characters. action ones. Nuanced characters. Mm-hmm. Took it out. They won it. They won That's it for best about. nuanced character. Best foreign film. Yep. <laughs> Straight in They there. also took the Oscars out as well. Oh, yeah. They presented the Oscars to themselves. And wow. also the Tonys. They, they won an EGOT. They got the EGOT. In one year. Yep. Wow. That's how good this is. Four. That's how critically Never been done before or since. Yeah, it never will. Clippity-clop. Clippity Clop was hot that year. Clippity Clop, everyone was on the Clippity Clop. That was what they, every in the end they were so bored of doing acceptance speeches. They'd just be like, "Clippity Clop, motherfuckers! Clippity Clop, microphone drop!" 
That's what they would do. Right, and then, then they won like a... They pronounce it microphone. To, yeah, microphone. <laughs> they go back up, win another award, pick up the microphone yeah, yeah. again. But they're not divas. They're very polite. So they do the mic drop and then they pick it up and put it back in. It's actually won a Grammy Award for that acceptance speech because yeah. that rap was so yeah. nuanced. Yeah. And cutting. So nuanced and sophisticated. And sophisticated. Yeah. For a show aimed at like six-year-old girls. Yeah, it's pretty but impressive. None of them are divas apart from, of course, uh, Sparkly Diva. The yeah, yeah, she's. There's, I bet you there's one called Diva Sparkles. Would you like to hear? Would you yes. like to hear their names? Sure. So I'll... oh, there's a limit. I just assume there would be a million of them. There, well, there's quite a few, but the show follows a studious unicorn pony named Twilight Sparkle, as her That's mentor Princess Celestia guides her to learn about friendship in the town of Ponyville. Twilight becomes close friends with five other ponies. Applejack, Rarity, uh, Fluttershy, <laughs> Rainbow Dash, and Pinkie Pie. I'm oh. going to call you Pinkie Pie. Pinkie Pie. Uh, all the other ones I weren't as I was expecting to be, but Pinkie Pie Pinkie is kind of what I was great. expecting. They sound so nuanced. Of those, I sort of feel I just like... love the sophistication <laughs> in the name Pinkie Pie. I feel like of Ooh. those... As adults, we can enjoy that. You're definitely a Pinkie Pie, Dave. I think, Matt, you might be an Applejack. Yeah, I'm an Applejack. I think I'm probably... Fluttershy or Rainbow Dash? What do you think? Fluttershy. Fluttershy. I think you're. And this woman won awards. You're Rainbow Dash for sure. Rainbow Dash? She won the EGOT, mate. She won an EGOT for calling something Fluttershy. That is, hands down, the worst name for a little pony shit thing (laughs) I could ever think of. (laughs) You have gone really hard really early, and I love it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but I think I thought that Riverdance was something I respected the least. I think we found a new love. Wow! And again, it's my topic. So that's that's so that's but at least I'm not passionate about young this. Young girls to enjoy. It's a TV show. I know, but we're talking about it on our podcast where we usually talk about like cool stuff. Do we? Cool stuff? Last week was Jack the Ripper. That that's is interesting cool. and sophisticated and nuanced. He is so <laughs> cool. He is so cool. All right, so each of these friends represent a different facet of friendship. <laughs> and Twilight discovers herself to be a key part of the magical artifacts known as the Elements of Harmony. I, don't ask me any questions. I don't know. Okay. The ponies travel... All I'm picking up is nuance. The ponies travel on Can adventures... Can I kill myself? Yes. The ponies travel on adventures and help others around Equestria while working out problems that arise in their own friendships. Right? Now, Friendship is Magic uh, has not only proven a major success in its intended demographics, like kids, very popular amongst children. (laughs) Really? Kids got into it. Kids like something called Fluttershy. Not only kids like it, but it also has an unexpectedly, uh, it's gained significant following um, in in different demographics, such as teens and adult males. (laughs) What? The fandom adopted the name Brony or Bronies, which is a portmanteau of bro and pony. Very sophisticated and nuanced. (laughs) Hasbroni. Hasbroni. Oh, my God, Matt. Very good. You know I love a portmanteau. And that is a three-part portmanteau. You got the port, you got the man, you got the toe. I reckon Hasbro is a portmanteau as well. So it could be a quad. Oh, it's so good. Quadmanteau. It's a quadmanteau. That's a portmanteau. Oh, what of quad and manto. <laughs> this is this is probably one of my favorite uh, my favorite parts. So, they were initially considered uh, to propagate the humorous and ironic concept of people enjoying a show for young girls. The fandom has shown deeper appreciation of the show far beyond this, and are considered part of a new sincerity trend. What the bloody hell is new sincerity? I What's hear a new you sincerity? ask. Oh, you actually have the answer. Thank God. Yes, I do. I don't know. I bloody tell you. 
I actually wrote down what the bloody hell what the bloody hell is new sincerity. I hear you is ask. It like well, I'll bloody tell you. It's yes, it really is. So. Um, uh, it generally describes creative works that expand upon and break away from concept of postmodernism, irony, and cynicism, representing a partial return to modernism. So basically, it's, from my understanding, it means moving away from liking something ironically and actually just liking it. That's so good. So instead of being like, oh, no, like, you're like, fuck, I love this. Yeah. Is it a weird sex thing? No. I thought it was. I've seen a bunch of, like... My Little Pony, like, sex things. And it makes me very oh. uncomfortable. I'm sure it, I'm sure it may be. Those, Dave? Yeah, Dave. Does it, like, because there's bots on Twitter that follow you and stuff. Have you had those follow you? No. No, Dave. I think those bots are I'm normally... Very, they, I think they follow uh, one of them equation things. Yeah. You know the ones? Yeah, the algorithms. Algorithms. <laughs> and they hone in on people who are into that sort of shit. Who've, whether who've they know recently it or not. Googled My Little Pony sex toys. That's yep, probably how it they is. I am, I am. Are you being a little Fluttershy right now, Dave? Yeah. I am. I'm being a little Pinkie Pie. Is this a bit new sincerity? Are you, getting... are you hating it ironically, but you secretly love it? I'm hating Am I hate? <laughs> I've got to think about that. <laughs> am I hating this ironically? <laughs> yeah, because you know it's like the cool thing to hate it. So you're hating it, but you love it. Dave, is that the situation? Do you love it? I'm going to say yes with a butt. Yes, I don't know what but... that butt is, but we're going to find out. And does okay. that butt have a cutie mark? <laughs> oh, yes, it does. It's a, it's a whale shitting on a dolphin. <laughs> it's always something shitting on a dolphin. <laughs> yep. You hate dolphins. <laughs> oh, they must be pooed on. They must be stopped <laughs> with poo. Right what? in the blowhole. Oh. Nah, so, dolphins are all right, aren't yeah, they? No, like dolphins it. are nice. They're smart. Dolphins are much nicer than uh, little pony toys. Um, can I ask? Mm-hmm. Are these to- so? It's there's not a weird sex thing element to this. I I think there may be, but it's a very very small group. Are you thinking of fluffies? No, but see, like no furries, furries. <laughs> but I think there is like a again a tiny tiny group of people that might incorporate part of my there's little a pony, tiny but group of people of who incorporate group. everything in the sex. Exactly. Right? I thought bronies like was Dave? a sex thing, but it's not. Bronies is a it's sex not. thing. It's Didn't not. It's not. It's not a sex thing. No, it's just a fandom of My Little Pony. Okay. Friendship is magic. They're fans of friendship, Dave. Don't shoot them down. I'm going to shoot them down. I bet you are. I'm going to shoot them down. Right. So, um, the uh, the sex thing isn't my little bronies. They're uh, they're actually they're not bronies. They're bonies. There we go. That took <laughs> my way, little bony took way too long for you to get to that. But. Friendship is magic with my little bony. I was like, come on, buddy, <laughs> we can do it. He did it. Uh, Made a boner joke. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I reckon I'm, I'm on a dry spell for boner jokes. <laughs> Your boner's on a dry I'm, spell. I'm boner dry. Yeah. You boner dry. Joke. Oh. Boner joke dry. Ah, that's all right then. Um, so the technology savvy fans, all the bronies, have created numerous works in writing, music, art, and video uh, and videos based on the show. Can you call it art? Yes. And they've established websites and fan conventions for the show. Um, they've participated in charitable events around the show and those that create it. Like, they're, they're super involved. There's What's conventions. The, what are these charitable events? I that don't sounds know. Like the Dave, only stop thing, asking me that's questions. That's the only I thing I've heard. Do you know, is, is Cecil the go um, put this in? He's a brony? Might be. Hmm. We should ask him. Hey, Cecil, are you a brony? There you go. I asked him for you. Um, or a bony. Yeah, are you a bony or a brony? Or a pony. There's only two options. Or a loney. <laughs> so, the appreciation of the show by an older audience has had, came as a surprise to Hasbro. <laughs> Were they like, who are these weirdos? <laughs> well, maybe. 
<laughs> that was a tweet from the My Little Pony page. <laughs> Who are you weirdos? Stop watching this show for seven-year-old girls. We don't want your money. We don't want... It's weird. We feel weird <laughs> sending you the costumes. <laughs> Whatever. It's weird. And no, it doesn't come in extra, extra large, okay? Stop Brendan. Tw- stop tweeting, Brendan. <laughs> Is this was this maybe kind of like when you know mobile phones were meant to be for business people, but the biggest audience, biggest audience, biggest market ended up being like teenagers and everyone basically. And they're like, was stop, this- stop buying them, stop it. It's for the sophisticated seven-year-old girl. <laughs> The nuance. The nuance, seven-year-old <laughs> child. It is funny when things have, like, the internet was meant for the army, right? They didn't really see it being it. Or the, even the computer wasn't meant to be. A lot of technology is yeah. designed for a niche market, and it explodes. Maybe it, we're all going to be my little bro- bro- uh, bronies one day. Maybe. No, I don't think that's quite... It's not technology. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Maybe it is. <laughs> I don't know. You're telling the bloody story. I am telling the story. Can I continue to tell the story? Please do go on. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, it came as quite a surprise to the creators of the show, but they, uh, they've they embraced the older fans. They embraced it. They embraced they it. They embraced They hugged them because they, they thought there's something cash. wrong with you. They thought cash. But they stayed focused on the show's intended audience, which is obviously kids. Um so they didn't just start writing like plots with like adult things going on. That would have been weird. I mean, well, that's because the the old guys got into it because of how it was already. So it'd be well, weird to change it for them. They didn't right? change anything for them, but that's part of why. And I'll I'll explain it um, in a sec as well. But it's like uh, that's why adults got into it is because it was kind of written for adults as well. It's like it's like you know you watch. I went and saw Shrek with my parents when it came out, and my dad loved it because there's jokes in there for adults too. It's just like that. So that's sort of how this show's written, and that's why it has that. Oh, so these people are taking their kids to watch My Little Pony. Is that how they got into it? Well, apparently, and uh, there's, I talk about it soon, but... <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jess, there's many concepts, concepts we've brought up on this show, but this is the one I'm struggling the most to you understand. Look, you are baffled. You are flustered. Your brow has been furrowed for uh, the last 20 he's minutes. He's really flustered, can't isn't bring he? it down. I'm getting wrinkles I know, from buddy. furrowing. I know. Um, Stop furrowing and start Fer, 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 What's the horseshoe guy's name? Farrowing. Farrowing. Horseshoe. Farrower. Oh, are they called a farrower? Yeah, someone who puts horseshoes on horses. Do they don't make them? They just put them on, or do they make them too? Oh, I don't know. I think yeah, they, they probably must, make, they them. Must make them. Yeah, they yeah. got. Yeah, they bang them out. Is there just like a standard size, or do they have to like? They make them for the shoe. Yeah, I've seen a video at some point. And they like they bang, they like put them in the hot thing. Yeah. It's just like a straight bit of metal or whatever. They, and they put, put nails in, the hot, in and then it? they bang it. And then, yeah, they can. It's because you know the horse hoof is like one big toe, yeah. and all the other toes are sort of inside it, like these weird little toes. But it's just one big toe nail, basically. Okay. So they don't feel the the hoof it's itself. It's not hurting them. No, oh, so, it's so like it's oh. it's whatever this sort of stuff is. Keratin, maybe. Is that what that is? Or I is feel that, like that would hurt. It probably wouldn't hurt if you put a nail through it. But if it was big and thick. Yeah, yeah. Like and it's, it's like, like, it's not skin underneath it like it is for us. Yeah, so I think they used to have like f- feet and just oh. over, they evolved to have like just one big, I think that's what happened. Oh, how do we get that? Question without notice. Anyway. <laughs> not answer without question. <laughs> <laughs> that was farrowing. I mean, harrowing. No, it wasn't at all. <laughs> it was neither. That was farrowing with Matt Stewart. Um <laughs> It's your side podcast. Yeah. Talk about the art of the horseshoe. But don't know anything about it. I think that'd be the best. Similar to a, just me day to day. Similar to what we're doing with our podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh, my God, it's expanding, like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing, more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's yeah. Oh, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage or oh. nails. Oh, my gosh. Or uh, consulting. Should we, after this, get Manny Petty? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh. Yeah. It looks like Jess has just uploaded something. What it? But it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Um. So, yeah, so it was quite a surprise, but they obviously stayed focused on their their child audience, which is their main audience, but they did sort of participate in the conventions that um, that the fans put on, and they uh, they recognised the Brony fandom in official promotional material. Um, they incorporated background characters popularised by fans into like in jokes within the show. So that's where Derpy Hooves comes in, and I'll talk about that a little bit more later. That was kind of like a character that was nothing, and then because the fans reacted so strongly to it, now it's a character. Pretty interesting. Um, I, I wonder, you know how we were talking about in past episodes how important marketing and, and mm. naming things is? Do you reckon if there wasn't a word like bronies that it would have even happened? Feels like the kind of thing where people thought, this is funny. But you're saying it, no one's getting into this thinking it's funny and ironic. They're no, going, they're genuinely into I it. I genuinely like it. They this. may start by like, oh, I mean, I guess I'll watch it. But they love it. Like, they actually love it. Like when I started saying Ridgy Didge ironically, now I can't stop saying it. Yeah. But do you love Ridgy Didge? Ridgy Didge, I do. You love it. You say it all the time. Ridgy bloody Didgy Didge. Okay. It's similar. Yes, it's similar to that. Being a brony is similar <laughs> to you saying Ridgy Didge. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to understand. Now I understand. <laughs> now. I'm starting to understand as well. Do you get it? Do yeah. you get it based on it's Matt like saying Ridgy Didge? It's like when I rewatch Dawson's Creek. Uh-huh. How is that like that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still confused. <laughs> I just thought I'd have a stab. I thought I'd have a go. Hey, that's Ridgey Didge to us. We love it when you have a go. I thought I had it. I thought I got it, Matt, but I don't got it. <laughs> is, it is it like that time when I saw a repeat of a show? Are these people aware that other shows are on? 
Oh, something's happened where the, the part broken. of their brain is uh, shut down where they know that there are, are other channels. Yeah, we're in the golden age of television. <laughs> are we really? That's what people say. The golden age. That's what people say. There ah. won't be another age more And this golden. is because of Mad Men and that one with the guy, the Godfella. <laughs> Goodfellas. Godfather. <laughs> Sopranos. <laughs> the Goodfella. The good fella. Did you say God fella? You did. <laughs> I don't know what you said. Can I just do the report? Do you reckon? Or? And the one with okay. the guy and the gun and the bald head and the goatee. Breaking bed. Dead bed. Yeah, breaking bed. <laughs> dead bed. We got dead bed, good fella, <laughs> mad man. Remember that one. And uh, my little pony. And also Game of Fr- uh, Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> no. Thrones. No, I did not say that. He said Thrones. But you know how like Hollywood actors now... Are appearing in TV Right, series. they didn't used to do that. It's cool to be in TV again now. Like it's cool to be into bronies. Mm-hmm. Is it cool? I, don't, I think yes. it's cool in that world. I still think like outside of that world, no, I, like, no, I reckon the majority of people are being surprised with every word Jess says today. Mm. I don't think anyone knows about this place, Brony Town. <laughs> Population one. <laughs> well, it sounds like there's more than there's that. There's heaps. There's thousands. They have conventions. Anyway, um, so as a result of, uh, of these... And we only have 100 Patreon subscribers. And these people get thousands. Well, maybe they'll listen to this, so maybe you should be a little more respectful. I love you all. Do burn on. Do burn on. <laughs> Do burn on. Um, as a result of the effort of the showmakers, you know, um, sort of responding to the to the the wants and the the popular things of the of the fans, um, My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic has become a major commercial success, with the series becoming the highest rated original production in the Hub's network broadcast history. Great! How many people watch it? I don't know, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> Billions. <laughs> Billions. So, is that true, Jess? Billions, billions, watch- pi- bi- billions of people watch Am it. Am I uncool for not watching this? One hundred percent, you are. Yes. No, nah, you're underground. Yeah. yeah, you're that cool guy who doesn't want to do what everyone else yeah, is doing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm. A, I don't go against the mainstream. I don't watch, um, Goodfella. I don't watch nah. My Little Pony Boy. Do you want to hear how the Bronies kind of started? Yes. Oh, oh is there a Godfather of Bronies? No. Is it Tony Soprano? <laughs> yeah. Tony. It's Tony Soprano. It's Brony <laughs> <laughs> that made more sense. I said Tony Sobrano. <laughs> so it was Brony Sobrano. Brony Sobrano. Brony Sobrano. <laughs> the god of all. I really shouldn't bag him out because like, they take that guy pretty seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as they would. They wouldn't exist for him. So here's how it started. Shortly after the initial broadcast in October 2010, a review was written on animation website Cartoon Brew by Amid Amidi. Now, Amity's essay expressed concern that assigning a talent like uh, Faust, Lauren Faust, to a toy-centric show was part of a trend towards a focus on profitable genres of animation, such as toy tie-ins, um, to deal with a fragmented viewing audience. It's okay, it's wanky, and an overall admission of defeat for the entire TV movement. Anyway, basically, this guy's writing about a cartoon. Yeah, so basically, what he's Aimed saying, at six-year-old girls. Yes, he, what he's saying Thank you. is that. <laughs> Thank you. I've heard enough. What he's no saying is that he was concerned uh, that the the fact that more and more shows seem to be driven by company executives who want to sell their products. That was his point. Well, look Children's at any toast. kids show from the from Children's the 80s, toast. from the 90s. I agree. Stop yelling at me. I'm hey, on man. your side. Power Rangers. Oh, Power Voltron. Rangers. Ninja Turtles. Captain Planet. Transformers. <laughs> it's just about selling Transformers. They're robots in disguise, Dave. 
It's more than bumblebees. Bumblebees. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just toys. Um, that was the golden age before they started selling out and just wanting to sell to- toys. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't sell a single Power Ranger in the 90s, and that's the way they liked it. Yeah, that's what they wanted. They was, wanted to make no money from it. You couldn't their make shows. money. It was a, a non for profit. Yeah. Non for profit organization. And now these bloody Hasbro have come along and they're like, oh, let's make a lot of money. How about we market this to 36 year old men? Is that what happened? Yes, Dave. That is what happened. Well,. I don't need to hear any more then. Okay, well, we're done. Uh, again, You've made your thank d- you so much decision? for listening. Made yeah. my decision. What do you, what, what's what the is decision? the verdict? We, we do, there's no question the decision posed. is that Power Rangers should come back. Okay. Wow, there's a movie coming out, isn't it? <laughs> Are you going to play <laughs> one of the Power Rangers? I'm going to play Tommy, my favourite Green Ranger. Green, is Your favourite Green Ranger? How many Green Rangers? Because there was multiple ones. There's one Green Ranger. Okay. <laughs> I didn't meant to say my favourite Ranger who was green. <laughs> I love you, Tommy. Tommy Green Ranger. <laughs> is his name Green Ranger? That's convenient, isn't it? Does he have a cutie mark on his flank? Yeah, it's, it's a green stamp. Cool. The green whale shitting on the dolphin. <laughs> the dolphin is not green. <laughs> he doesn't shit on anything that's green. Yeah, oh, of course not. God, no, never this disrespect. He's very eco-friendly. He's very nuanced. He's very subtle, <laughs> even though his name is Green Ranger. <laughs> anyway... So, uh, Amir Damidi's written this essay criticising... Great name, by the way. Cri- oh, no, so <laughs> That's good. the best thing about the guy. Criticising the show. And uh, though the show had been discussed on 4chan's cartoon forum before the essay's publication, um, the alarmist nature of the essay led to more interest in the show, <laughs> resulting in a positive response for the series uh, for its plot, characters and animation style. So, he bagged out the series. And, and it made it people... more popular. But the weird thing is he's bagging it out because it's got such a talented writer. Yeah, he's like, she, well, I guess, yeah. She's too good for this. She should be like on you, the Godfather. You bring on somebody like this and it's just so that you can sell toys. It's like, no, yeah. it's to make a good show but and sell toys. But and yeah, that, that's the, that's I mean, the point. That's, everything is selling something. Every TV show is made to sell, you know, like the TV shows are on commercial TV. Basically, all of them are made to be watched yeah. and sell a product. Is it possible that Amit Amidi works for Hasbro and knew that he, if he posted about it, it would make the show more popular? I mean, that's just a brony uh, conspiracy theory that you've got there, Dave. I think you're probably a little more invested than you are caring to admit. I can brenis, brenis admit, admitty. <laughs> admit, ab- I will not admit that I am Amit Amidi. <gasps> He's doing that. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it made it more popular. Now the adult interest in the show is comparable to that of uh, of other shows like Tiny Toon Adventures, Rocco's Modern Life, Animaniacs, Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls, um, but, SpongeBob. Okay. I watched those shows when I was eight. Yeah, I know, but uh, there's shows that you can still watch. And you weren't eight. Like I remember watching SpongeBob when I was like coming home from high school. It was on TV when I'd get home from school. You know, and you're like, no, whatever. It's just a good show because it, because. Um, older audiences appreciated jokes that were aimed at adult viewers and a sense of nostalgia for older cartoons and animated films. So it's like there's this cartoon that has adult jokes that I understand that are funny and, you know, it reminds you of being a kid watching cartoons. So people enjoy it. Dave, I I recently watched the first season of the new Voltron. uh, Oh, they redid Voltron. Yeah. And is that... Do you hate me? Did you enjoy it? Yes. Well, that sounds like nostalgia. So what's For a this show then? that you watched in the 80s. Yeah, maybe. I don't, yeah, maybe it was. I don't remember watching it. I just remember the toy. I oh. always wanted to buy it. But I was a child, didn't have any money. Yeah. And neither no, did my parents. No pocket money for you. 
<laughs> Didn't do your chores. Sons of bitch. <laughs> anyway, so like, the other thing is that the show referenced works that older viewers would recognise, such as I Love Lucy, The Benny Hill Show, um, uh, Big Lebowski, Avengers, Star My Wars. My Little Pony referenced The Big Lebowski. Yeah, it makes references to things. There's something set in like a bowling alley, so they, they made a Big Lebowski joke. But, so they have like all these references that adults get, so they're like, yeah, I'm in on it. Um, this is so interesting. So, How about you just watch The Big Lebowski? <laughs> That's got heaps of Big Lebowski references. It's almost exclusively Big Lebowski references. It's amazing. Um, Dr. Patrick Edwards, who performed several brony studies. Um, okay, now, I thought some the brony people were sad, but this guy is wasting his life. <laughs> He did these studies to survey, uh, to survey, to survey. He's surveying them. He did these studies to... He locked them in a chamber. (laughs) He did these studies to survey and analyse the fandom. And he observed that the Brony fandom is unlike most other fandoms, which aren't welcoming to people who are different and promote the show's message of love and tolerance. So the... Like, they're a really welcoming, really friendly, nice group. You're going to feel like such an ass when I talk about bronies because they're actually really lovely. They sound amazing, Dave. Grow up. They're super nice. Grow up and become a brony like all real men do. This is super interesting as well. Can girls be bronies? Absolutely, they can. There's a different name for them as well, and it's super funny. Um, uh, Okay, so brony is a portmanteau of bro and pony, but it can be used for either. But um, another... Either a bro pony or a pony who's a bro. Pony bro. Um, another term is Pegasister, <laughs> oh. the older female. Pegasister thing. sounds weird. No, it's fine. Like, because they're Pegasus ponies. Right. Sounds like you'd want someone to peg your sister. <laughs> <laughs> Pegasister over here. <laughs> like up on the washing line. Or peg also means throw something at. Oh, yeah. D- does it? Peg. Peg it at me. No, I don't think that's... I reckon. I reckon that's English <laughs> okay. language. Anyway, one contributor to the... Dave, can you peg me that uh, pen? That's not a thing. <laughs> Definitely not I'll a thing. only do that to my sister. <laughs> it's weird because you do have a sister. You both have sisters. Um, one contributor to the Brony study, uh, Dr. Marsha Redden, said that the adult fans are, uh, this is a quote, a reaction to the US having been engrossed in terrorism for the past 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yes, Dave, bronies are fixing terrorism. In a manner similar to the Cold War, they are tired of being afraid, tired of angst and animosity, and the show and its fandom are outlets for those strifes. She compared the brony fandom to that of the Bohemian and Beatniks after World War II. Yes, and of the hippies after the Vietnam War. They're the hippies, Dave. But they wrote literature. (laughs) They don't just draw a picture of a pony. (laughs) What's the difference? You show me how that's different. Draw me a picture. Draw me a picture of a pony. So, so let me just tell you. So, what she's saying is terrorism caused bronies. <laughs> yes, yes. She's, you have Osama bin Laden to thank for bronies existing. Well, I think more accurately, you could say that bronies fixed terrorism. <laughs> well, I think terrorism still exists. No, no, no. It fixed it. Oh, pardon me. Sorry, my mistake. I haven't checked the, the news in a while. In a similar... Don't you remember that famous photo of a brony putting its hoof down a guy's bazooka cannon? <laughs> Don't you remember that? I don't remember that. In a similar it was on kind the cover of, of uh, Time magazine. Yeah. yeah. Time, time person of the year was uh, Pinkley Pops. <laughs> Uh, one of the writers, Amy Keating Rogers, um, said in a similar 
similar sort of tone, that she believes the fans have come to like Friendship is Magic due to so much cynicism and negativity out there in so many other shows, while this show has such a positive message. You know, people just want to be happy. Um, I love happy. This is also great. You hate it, Dave. You hate happy. You hate anything that causes happiness. That's not true. It is. What, do you like bronies? My little bronies? Do you, Dave? Dave? Which is the only thing that David? is able to give happiness in this modern world, apparently. David? Don't put me on the spot. Dave, you either Dave? love bronies or you hate happiness. happiness. Fuck. What is it? What will it be? I, I just need more time. <laughs> I need more of Jess's report. I'll come back to you at the end of the show All right, great. with my opinion and whether or not I love I happiness. you haven't been turned yet. I love I love happiness. This is and the bronies invented you're, it. You're part of a cult, Matt. That is you. Jess has already been one of doing this report. You're you've already sucked in. I am staying strong, and I am being neutral. Yeah, you're Thank being you. a neutral. Join I'm... us, brony. <laughs> Join us. Join us. Touch the hoof of destiny. Um, this is this I found very interesting. So two informal uh, surveys of uh, 2,300 and 9,000 participants, respectively, revealed that the average age of the adult fan, how old do we think they are? Of the adult fan? Six. 18. Or adult. Adult. So young. Uh, they'd be the youngest. I reckon 18, 19. Yep. Six. You say six of the adult fans. You oh, wait. Six aver- years old. No, that doesn't make sense. If it's the average age of the adult fans, it can't be the lowest possible count. It has to be in the... Are you taking Maybe. all the children? No, no, no kids, adult fans. All right, 24. 31. 21. Oh, Average fan so is 21. Approximately 86% are male. Um, 63% were currently pursuing a college degree or high, higher qualification. A later study in uh, 2013 of over 21,000 respondents showed similar numbers and highlighted that the majority of fans were in the 15 to 30 age range. 15 to 30 age <laughs> range. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I had to repeat it back to understand the words. 15 to 30 age range. So 15 to 30 age range. That means range. they're between the ages of 15 and 30. Okay. That's the range of age. Okay, I think I've got this. It's like when I watched Dawson's Creek again. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was my life. <laughs> anyway, the uh, average age is is, uh, is 19 that, and 20. So the average age of the adults. That's you, of the adults. Yeah. 15 to 30. That's how the whole fucking sentence started with the adult age, the adult fans. Because like, imagine if you made a show for kids and then the average age was 15 to 30. You'd be like, what are we doing? <laughs> what have we done wrong? And then like, bloody uh, Goodfellas over here is being watched by four-year-old children. <laughs> it's really backfired. Te- the golden age of television is weird. <laughs> it's very topsy-turvy. Um, this is kind of interesting. So further, using the Myers-Briggs type indicator personality test, the survey revealed that the largest fraction of respondents, approximately 27%, fell into the INTJ classification. I know what you're thinking, and yes, I've got the information. So you know of the personality tests uh, where you answer a series of questions and it sorts you into like one of, I think, 16 groups? No, I do not know that. Okay, it's a Myers-Briggs personality test. Yeah, I started to do it and it... Takes a while because there's a lot of questions, and I it was very late at night, and I was doing this research, like research, and I was like, I should probably just do the research. How long do you reckon it would take? Over an hour? No, like t- fifteen minutes. Oh, um, we should all do it. Yeah, let's. We can do it. I I've wonder if we'd before. be similar. I've done it before too, and I can't remember what I what am. Kind of questions are, are they? Just a couple. Uh, uh sort of like. Um, do you play with children's toys? Yes. No, it's more like agree and disagree, and then strongly agree. So it'd be like you know, um, other people's feelings are more important than this, or yeah. Right, you. so is one of the categories bastard? 
Yes, you're a bastard. They're all like four letter categories, right? So you're yes. either one of two things. So you're an I or a what's uh, I? No, INTJ. So these ones, INTJ is introversion, intuition, thinking, and judgment. It's abbreviation used um, for this particular um, personality type. And this um, is about it's a psychological th- test of the ponies. Yes. So. Um, the INTJ represents the mastermind. They're one of the rarest of the 16 psychological types and account for approximately 2 to 4% of the population. But a huge number of the bronies fall into this category. Right. So if you're That's making kind of a TV, interesting. If you're making a TV show, you don't want to target them. You want to target a bigger th- portion. Well, yeah, quite right? probably. Because you want more people watching. But for some reason, a, a large number of these people have sort of are drawn to this show. Now, women of this personality type are especially rare, forming about 0.8% of the population. Um, They're strong individualists who seek new angles uh, or novel ways of looking at things. Um, They enjoy coming to new understandings. They tend to be very insightful and very mentally quick. Um, But it may not always be outwardly apparent to others since they keep a great deal to themselves. They're kind of more introverted. They're very determined people. They trust their visions of the possibilities, regardless of what others think. Um, They may be considered the most independent of all the 16 personality types. Yeah, so I just found that kind of interesting that they... Like, there's a high percentage of these people in the brony fandom. That is is fascinating. If it's only two... To four percent of all the population, but twenty-seven percent of this yeah, group, more than a quarter are them. That's that's yeah. pretty cool. That's are they interesting, some sort isn't of it? geniuses? No, they're not necessarily geniuses. They're smart. This brings me to the character of Derpy, which was uh, Cecil's initial um, suggestion. So the the production team have acknowledged that some of the fandom and fan created elements of the show. Um, they've acknowledged them and they incorporate them into the animation, sort of like as a, as a bit of a wink-wink, a nod to their fans, which is kind of cool. Hasbro's priority is obviously just to deliver a, a show to the kids first, but if they can sneak in a little nod to the adults, then they, they're happy to do it, which I think is kind of cool. Um, and, uh, and one of the, uh, the president and chief executive of the Hub Network said that they have kept their nods to the fandom to subtle hints. Uh, she said, we haven't driven this movement, the fans have, and we don't want to get ahead of that. We want to nourish this phenomenon, not manipulate it. So instead of like trying to make things that they think the fandom will like, they'll just sort of let it happen organically and then they'll make little nods to that. Does that sort of make sense? Yeah, yeah. They're not like being like, well, let's change the plot because exactly. you know, now we have, you know... A 25-year-old watching or exactly. keep it for six-year-olds. They just keep it the same and if something catches the eye of the brony fans, then they'll, they'll go with it. So the best example of this is in the first episode, a background Pegasus pony is shown in one scene with a cross-eyed stare, which was actually just a little joke by one of the animators. He'd drawn her a little bit cross-eyed. Um, the 4chan... It's a funny joke. It's a funny joke. Um, Animator humour. So The highest of all humours. Um, Too highbrow for me. Quite quickly, like 4chan message boards dubbed the character Derpy Hooves based on the internet slang word derp. You know? I've never heard that before. You've never heard of derp? Derp. It's in a lot of memes. It's basically just like... See, I don't really do memes. Of I find you like, You're 100 years old. It's like you've done something silly. A bit silly, like, like derp. Derp. Sorry. Right? But, oh, derp. So, you're such a normie, Dave. <laughs> I don't really do animated humour, which I assume is <laughs> similar to so the, these... So-called memes. The fans sort of created a more detailed personality for this character. They named her Derpy Hooves. Um, she was like on screen for seconds, but they just all suddenly just loved her. Um, and apparently, like the the production team sort of responded to this, and they kept the Derpy character with the cross-eyed uh, look. Um, and she sort of became a, a mascot of the fandom, according to um, 
uh, the supervising director, Jason Thiessen. The team sort of considered the character like a little Easter egg for people to catch. Like they'd kind of almost hide her in. Oh, there she is. Backgrounds of episodes. Yeah, exactly. Um, at the hey, end guys, of- you see Derpy? Yeah. Yeah, I did. She's in, she's, she's in that mountain in the background. I don't feel lonely anymore. <laughs> at the end of the first season, one of the show's animators confirmed that, uh, that Derpy would be uh, a scripted background character in the second season, so she's going to be coming... So she's like a recurring extra. Exactly, basically. Does she have lines? Uh, she gets them. So in the original broadcast, about mid-season of season two, the show was called The Last Roundup. Derpy was called out by name by Rainbow Dash and given lines and klutzy mannerisms as a direct call out to the Brony fandom. So, like, they've named her Derp, so they've made her a little bit derpy. Like, she's klutzy and she's whoops, right? But <laughs> she's whoops. Oh, boy. Do they call her Whoopsie Hooves? That's no. a much cooler name, by whoopsie the way. Hooves whoopsie Hooves is cute. Though most of the fans appreciated the inclusion of this character, some viewers had a negative response to the character, believing it insulted the mentally handicapped because, uh, like, they were calling it, she was a little bit klutzy and they, the voice that they'd given her was uh, oh. not great, if that's sort of what you were picking up on it. So it, was, it wasn't good. Um, and so Hasbro subsequently modified the scenes. And while Derpy's still present in the broadcast and in the show, um, she's not named and a different voice is used, like in later episodes. So they don't call her, they don't officially call her Derpy. They're, she has other names like Ditsy or Ditsy Do and Muffins. Three different names. Why does she have three names? I don't know. And can you? So she can't like buy a toy of her or something. No, you can, but it wouldn't be called Derpy. I don't think so. It would be called Whoopsie. No, it'd be called Ditsy Do or Whoopsie. Whoopsie Daisy. But so they do Whoopsie Muffin. I think it's one of those things where they do call her Derpy, but like Hasbro's kind of like, no, we didn't name her that. I don't know. It seems like it was a a little bit of a mess. so, but there's been other non-speaking background characters that have caught the attention of the fandom and have also had expanded roles because of it. One so, of them had a really big boner. <laughs> it got the it got attention. It did, yeah. Boner, it, boner boy hooves. Not a good, not a good attention. Um, there's a female unicorn pony character who has neon colours, wears sunglasses, and has a DJ mixer that briefly appeared in one episode. Oh, she sounds like me if I was in pony form. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and the fans named her... Wiki, wiki, wow. The DJ, the um, fans named her DJ Pwn3, <laughs> like pony, but with a three. Um, and then the fans of the show nicknamed a male character with a brown coat, messy brown mane, and hourglass a cutie mark. He had an hourglass on his butt. They named him Dr. Hooves because <laughs> he looked like Dr. Who. How did he look like Doctor Who with an hourglass? Because he was wearing a brown coat and he had messy brown hair and he looked like David Tennant. And But Duh. he was a pony. He's a pony. That looked like David Tennant. Whose side are you on? I'm not sure anymore. You were being good cop. Yeah, Matt, we've really swapped roles here because I am so on board with this. I would really I like... I love Doctor Who's. I live for him. I would really... Doctor Who's sounds cool. I would really like a tattoo of Doctor Who's shitting on a dolphin. <laughs> All of your tattoos have something shitty on a dolphin. It's fucking, weird. Fucking dolphins. Um, I'd like to finish with some fun facts, if I may. Yes, please. We haven't had fun. I thought you'd be more excited. We haven't I had fun e- facts in yes, ages. Yes, please. I'm excited. <laughs> you excited? I'm so excited. Okay. So, um, on December 26, in 2011, an article appeared in the New York Times. Um, it was called Navigating Love and Autism. It was by an... Uh, a journalist called Amy Harmon, and described how a young woman with Asperger's syndrome used My Little Pony characters to relieve stress. So she visualised the character, the character Twilight Sparkle whenever she found herself in a bad mood. Um, so the story was sort of about that. But the, the fun fact is that 
the story misidentified Twilight Sparkle as Fluttershy on initial publication, and the paper issued a correction, which some journalists have jokingly considered the best New York Times correction ever. They're like, we sincerely apologise that we misidentified... See, that was going to be a beautiful story, and then the behind the scenes is that people emailed or tweeted the the paper saying they had the Um, wrong character. You said Fluttershy, when I think you mean Twilight Sparkle. That's just ruined a good story. It's pretty funny, though. Um, There's a couple of famous fans, by the way. Cecil. Um, David Tennant. Cecil, obviously. David Tennant. Um, Ricky Gervais. He's definitely into kids stuff. There's a, a Broadway actress and singer, Lena Hall, and she had she stated that she watched the show as it makes her feel super happy and appreciates the lessons the show teaches. Um, she considers herself a Pegasister. Um, she won the 2014 Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical, and she ended her acceptance speech mentioning the show's sub uh, so the show's subtitle, "Friendship is Magic." Um, and over four months after her shout out at the Tonys, she announced on her Twitter that she would be a guest star on the show's fifth season. <laughs> Wait, this show's being made now. It's still going. What? Dreams come true, you guys. Where would you see it? I don't know. The internet? Oh. Um, my favourite, though. My favourite celebrity fan. Oprah. Better. Is it some, Better. someone we've heard of? Yes. Obama. I haven't heard of that last person. She haven't. did sound great, though. Yeah. Uh, big, so it's a really big one that you like. Australian? No, not necessarily. It's just, it's just funny. Is it Obama? Stop guessing. Can I just tell you? Matt, no. have, Matt have one guess. That'd be fair. Give me a country. America. Give me a gender. Male. Give me an age group. Uh, ooh, good question. 50s? All right, I've got Give mine. Give me first name. Billy. Give me the second name initial. B. Billy. BT. Billy BT. No. <laughs> who, who is it? Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob. Billy Bob Thornton. Admitted to watching the show during an you interview said it was a celebrity. with GQ. He and his daughter, Bella, used to watch My Little Pony, which she eventually grew out of. And when she was searching for a series to watch again, came, they came across Friendship as Magic and they started watching it together. He also liked the show's positive message about how the world works. Um, and uh, he also claimed that while his daughter's favourite character is Twilight Sparkle, his favourites were Fluttershy, who he said was his favourite because she talks like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> And uh, Rainbow Dash. He's a Rainbow Dash fan, but yeah, his daughter really likes Twilight Sparkle. So. I, I, I like that, but it feels like he's not a brony. He's the dad of a fan of the show. But he is also a fan of the show. Don't shit all over it. Can now. I ask you? No, guys- I, sorry, I'm not saying that against you. I'm saying that's a different thing to a 22 year old who's say got no famous bronies. I said famous fans of the show. Right. Okay. So you you wouldn't say he's a brony. I wouldn't say he's a brony. Yeah, right. You wouldn't say he's a Billy Bob Brony. He's not a Billy Bob Brony. A Brony Bob Thornton. Having looked at the characters, do you know who your favourite is? Jeff? I have not looked at them properly. I don't know. Let's say Rainbow Dash. I reckon Twilight Sparkle might be like the big one. She might be like the the big famous one. Yeah. Yeah. Twilight Sparkle's the main I've character. Heard, I reckon I I've heard of Twilight Sparkle. You? Probably Fluttershy or Pinkie Pie, right? Pinkie Pie. I couldn't remember the name. Obviously. I'm uh, Applejack. Applejack. Well, Jess, thank you very much for that topic. Thank you, Cecil, for suggesting it. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Jess, I've for l- doing it. I, I found, I, yeah, I've always, because I've heard of Bronies, uh, someone told me about him last year. Yeah. We were, we were in a show that talked about him. Were you in that scene? What no. show? Oh, no, I wasn't in that scene, but I know the, sh- I'm assuming That's... you're talking about the show that we were both in. Yeah. Just the Dave was it? also in? That Dave was also in, well, yeah. Which, which... Un- under the Milky Way? Under the Milky Way, yeah. Did that yeah. have a Brony reference? That's a television yeah, there was show a we were all Sam in. Sam Peterson, 
Oh, oh yes. He was, he was a brony in the show. I might have been in that episode. Was Sam a brony? Yeah. God, I love Sam. One of my favorite people on the planet. We were all there in that show. Never never shared a scene, though. Never shared a oh, scene. Oh, Matt and I did. Yeah, we did. I never shared a scene with Oh, we shared a couple, actually. Have you seen it? Yeah. How did we go? Yeah, great. I asked <laughs> to not share a scene with you. Oh, that's interesting. Because you, you, both of you are... You're probably one of my favorite characters on that, actually. Thank you. But both, so of you, funny. both of you are famously scene stealers, and I would not have that <laughs> on my watch. No. I did share scenes with Matt, and he destroyed them, as in, like, in a good way. He stole nice it. one, Matty. Stole it, murdered it. Well, da- I, I don't think Dave was joking. We definitely are scene stealers. Well, no, Fuck, I'm saying... your character's very funny. I'm uh, saying you stole it. Stop. Let's just stop let's, let's circle just, jerking here. I think we should... <laughs> just thanks. Yeah, my arms are getting tired. <laughs> well, so it's called Under the Milky Way. We'll sh- maybe we'll share some scenes from it. That'd be cool. Sure. Yeah, that'd be we'll nice. We'll tweet out some, uh, some action. There's one bit where I yell, budgie smugglers. Out of out of context. Look forward to that. Mm. That is sizzle. Uh, but I will be honest and say that I, I thought the bronies. Sizzle. I thought the bronies was a sex thing. Yeah, and I'm sure. I really thought it was as well. So maybe that's why I was a little bit negative. I'm sure in some cases it probably is, but I don't. Think, it's not always. It does. It sounds like it's a really positive. Yeah, but like. But the, yeah, I feel like they sound you, quite nice. <laughs> you just that feels like you gave that the puff piece. Puff piece. Puff piece treatment. I, yeah, well, Were you a bit gentle on Cecil's? Because it's a big. I think it's a big Cecil thing. I think he's quite into it. I think he might be a brony man himself. Just fine. I'm not saying it's not fine, Jess. Just saying, did you go soft on bronies? No, not at all. I genuinely was researching, and I was like, these people sound kind of cool. I'm not going to shit all over people who are doing things that aren't hurting anybody and are making them happy. Fuck! What a monster. That's my job. Yeah. All right, I'll accept your apology. <laughs> Well, before we wrap up the show, we have to say a big thank you to all our Patreon supporters who brought the show this week, as they oft always do. Keep it running. And if you want to get involved, it's patreon.com slash do go on pod. You can get extra rewards, including an extra episode. You can vote for Matt's topic. You can go into the golden hat like Cecil did, and we can report on your topic. Um, and, of course, we give you a shout-out at the end of the show as to say thank you. And we're going to say thank you to one person each. Now, I would like to say a big thank you. To a person who's been a long-time supporter. <laughs> he does that every time. It's so good. He's been a long-time listener. <laughs> I couldn't wait for him to do it. He, he loves the long time. episodes. Oh, boy. And he loves me, the long man, Warnicky. Yuck. <laughs> I'd like to say thank you to Stephen Long. That was a real stretch. Uh, <laughs> you see what he's doing there? I'm Very just, good. I'm, looking, I'm just looking at his name because it's like... A small L long. Maybe it's Stephen Eong, a I capital I. I think it's I. probably long. Could be Stephen Eong. Well, if it's Stephen Eong, go I on and make your silly jokes again, again with you dumb fucks. Right, well, he's been Eong. an Eong listener, <laughs> an Eong supporter, and loves the Eong man wannaki. Yeah, Eong man, interesting. It's Stephen Eong. Oh, very good. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen Eong. Good. Uh, I'd good also thing. like to thank uh, a friend of ours who... So, kind of, um, he auditioned for a role as a Batman villain. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that um, true? Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, he did. He did, but they, they went for somebody with a slightly different name because uh, you actually have to, like when, you, when you're a Batman villain, it's your real name, right? So you have to have a Batman villain type name. Right. So I would really like to thank, even though he failed at that one job he went for, um, I'd really like to thank Robert Riddell. 
Like the Riddler. Oh, the Riddle, man. It's so good when you have to explain a joke. Robert I'm Riddell. trying to be cool like Dave, but I can't do it. I should just say thanks to people. Robert Riddell <laughs> sounds like he could win an Academy Award. Big and time. the Academy Award goes to Robert, Robert Riddell. Riddell for the My Little Pony movie. <laughs> they've swept Has there been the, one? They've swept the award ceremonies again. Mm. Oh, funnily, I was actually, I was away on holidays recently, you know, uh, over New Year's when I had the bug in me. Yes. The place I stayed at, it was like an Airbnb, so it was someone's place with the DVD collection. Mm. In that DVD collection, my little... No, it wasn't a DVD. It was a board game. It was like... It was the... You know Trouble, that Popomatic yeah. game? Yeah. It was the My Little Pony version. Wow. That's what, that was a fun story. <laughs> I enjoy that. I also used to play the game Trouble. Oh, thank you. In primary one. school. So, suck it. Fuckhead. <laughs> That's right, Jess. Two out of three of us enjoyed that story. And assuming Matt enjoyed his own no, story. No, oh, bloody hell, that was tedious. <laughs> one, one third of the show enjoyed that, Matt. Hey, thank was, you. But, but it was the good third. The third that matters the most. No one cares. Hey, you know who I'd like to thank? Uh, really great uh, person mm-hmm. and also human being. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, good friend. Sure. And human. Great. But also a person. Oh, my God. His name, it's hard to tell because of obviously that capital L, sure. small L, capital I thing. Oh, no. Um, but I'm going to have a stab and say thank you so much, Lan Astolosh. <laughs> <laughs> Lan. <laughs> now, Ian Astolosh, is, uh, he's been, he's been, uh, with been us for a while. What a bloody legend. Yeah, thanks, thanks so much, Ian. Ian. He's, um, he's always on us on the uh, yeah. internet. And I think we might have done one of his topics. Yeah, it rings a bell. Because um, he's a fucking legend. <laughs> As always, though, you can get in contact with us on Facebook, Twitters, Instagram, at DoGoOnPod on all of those, at DoGoOnPod at gmail.com. Uh, how else? That's probably it. That's about it. Drop Kitchen. us a line. Send us a message and, or a massage. <laughs> and oh, voucher. Can you, can, and oh, Patreon. Okay. Patreon.com. You can also get onto Patreon if you want to fling us a few bucks. That would be great. Um, yeah. 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 Well, that is the end of another week, another topic. I'll be back next week. I believe it's my turn to do a report. But until then, we will say be good and <laughs> goodbye. Bye. Waiters. Uh... Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.